When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi friends, welcome back to the English Vocabulary Help Podcast. My name is Kayla, I'm an American English teacher, and in this episode of the podcast, I will teach you all about the popular American slang that is used in each of the United States. The United States is really interesting because it's so diverse, and there's so many different accents and dialects, and each state or region of the United States has their own slang words that they have created And some of the words spread across the country and some are more local. So I think you'll find this episode really interesting. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to recommend to you this week's sponsor. So Elsa Speak is an app that will help you practice your pronunciation and your fluency. And if you're trying to sound like an American English speaker and you're trying to improve on your accent, this app is super helpful. If you use the link in the description of the show notes, you'll be able to download Elsa Speak, the pro version, for seven days free. And then when you're ready to buy a membership, you'll get an 80% discount if you go back to the link in this episode. And it's awesome because it will give you sentences to practice, it will give you different words that are challenging to practice, and it also has some great pronunciation lessons within the app. So you'll really improve and it will give you a grading as you speak with the app. So if you need English speaking practice and you don't have a partner, make sure to check out Elsa Speak. The link is in the description of the show. Let's get started with this English lesson that will help you understand the slang used throughout the United States. The United States is a really interesting place. There's people in Alabama that talk like this. Well, hey, honey. Congratulations. You are now meeting your first Alabamian. I'm going I'm going to think that's true. There's people uh, in California that speak like this. You get the best barrels ever, dude. Just like you pull in and you just get spit right out of them. And you just drop in and just smack the lip. Whoopah, drop down. Snap, and then after that, you just drop in, just ride the barrel and get pitted, so pitted like that. Or you can take someone with a very extreme New York accent and they will sound like this. I walk and I talk and I live in New York. I told my daughter not to feed the dog coffee and what does she do? She feeds the dog coffee. Now I have a dead dog, a dumb daughter and no coffee. And then there's people like me that live in the Midwest of the United States, which means the middle of the country. And we speak with a pretty neutral accent, but we have our own special words that we use as well. In today's English lesson, I will teach you slang that is used in each part of the United States. I'll teach you the words origin, so where it came from, the specific place where it came from, and I'll give you some great examples of how it's used. When you visit the United States, you'll know exactly what we're talking about when we use these very popular slang words. Let's get started with the lesson. Our friends in the South of the United States love this phrase, especially women. And I've used this phrase, I'm not from the South, but it's really popular. So here's the phrase, bless your heart. 
This phrase is so interesting because it has two very different meanings. If you want to genuinely say that someone is so precious or so wonderful, you can say, bless your heart. Or like if you really feel bad for someone, if they've been going through tough times, you can say, oh, bless your heart. I'm sorry that you've been going through that. It can be very genuine and sympathetic in this way. But here's where it gets interesting. So that, and then the other thing about going to the South is I'm still trying to figure out like what everything means, and you can probably help me with the Southern colloquialisms. Oh, yes. What does bless your heart mean? Huh. Does it, it means you're stupid. Well, right? there's, there's like, it's, it depends on the tone yeah. and who you're saying it to. Okay, so when I go to the South, yeah. they'll ask me where I'm from, and I'm like, I live in LA, and they're like, bless, bless your heart. Your heart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> or, or it's like, what you know, does that mean? it's, well, it's not a compliment sometimes. <laughs> it's, it's a southerner's way of, of being shady. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But doesn't it sound nice? When southern women want to belittle you and kind of call you dumb or insult you, they'll say, oh, bless your heart or bless his heart or bless her heart. This just means, like, bless them because they're so dumb. It's kind of a kind phrase, but it's used in a really rude way sometimes. I think it kind of goes along with the culture in the southern United States, too, to not be rude directly to someone's face, to not just say, oh, you're stupid, but just say, bless your heart. There is nothing more Massachusetts-y than this word. If you've ever seen the movie Goodwill Hunting, you'll remember the scene. It's very famous. My boy's wicked smart. So if you are in Massachusetts, meaning Boston or anywhere in this state, you'll hear people say wicked to mean very. And they use this word to explain that something is extreme or extremely good, like wicked smart or it's wicked cold out. Usually, wicked in the English language means a bad thing, but if you're in Massachusetts or you're in the city of Boston, you can use it to mean very, and you can use it to describe very good things. You could even say, I had a wicked good time today. That means a very good time. No, use your accent, but it's like, bro, if I was to put on the accent on the track, it'd be like, I'm faking it anyway, so. How do they, like, I, bro, I don't have a lot of friends because I'm busy and I want to spend time with my family. Classes. I was eating ramen noodles morning, noon, and night, bro. <laughs> we didn't have we didn't have a lot. I didn't have a lot of money. I mean, I was doing whatever I could to. to nice, look shirt. At, nice shirt, bro. Okay, okay, Mr. okay I, I think I got it, bro. I, it is crazy. <laughs> what this next phrase has really caught on everywhere, but I think of this phrase as being something that Californians used to say. They used to say bruh or bro. And it literally is just shortened for brother, but it can mean like your friend. And we even call girls bruh or bro in the United States. It can simply mean your friend, or I use it in a way like if someone is doing something that I find to be really strange or really absurd, I'll say bro, are you kidding me? Or bruh, are you really gonna do that? <laughs> so this phrase is used like in hundreds of ways. You can say they're my bro, 
which means they're my friend, or that's my bro over there to mean that's my brother. It really has so many meanings, so you'll definitely hear Americans use the phrase bro, or if they're really talking fast, they'll say bruh. Let's go back to the South and specifically Mississippi for this next phrase. When people say fixing or fixin', it's really shortened slang. It means you're going to. Are you fixing to get a new car soon? This means, are you going to get a new car soon? And of course, when they say it in the southern United States, when people from the south say it, it sounds completely different than the way I say it. Another phrase that has really caught on everywhere now in the United States is finna. And it's, I'm going to. I'm finna. I'm finna get a new phone next year. I don't say this phrase personally, it's just not in my vocabulary, but I'll sometimes hear people on TikTok or on YouTube use this phrase to mean I'm going to. It is an extreme shortened slang word for it. This next phrase is near and dear to my heart because I use this word. Okay, the word is ope. Did you catch it? It's ope. So instead of saying oops or Uh Uh-oh, people in the Midwest or the middle of the United States will say, oh, it's really a strange phenomenon. I can't describe when I learned this word or who I first heard this word said by, but a lot of people around me and my family use this word to just mean, oh, excuse me, or if they've inconvenienced someone in some way. Let's say I'm in the grocery store and my cart is going to hit another cart, I'll say, oh, excuse me. Or I'll say, oh, sorry. So it just means that I've inconvenienced you and I'll watch out. It's just either like, excuse me, uh uh-oh, oops, or sorry. Oh. Good, good. All right. So we might as well just hop right into it. What's the definition of hope? Do we have anyone... Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Ope is a polite apologetic explanation. Oh, sorry. Ope is a polite apologetic exclamation expressing a sincere remorse for using oxygen on planet Earth. Also used to say, wow, excuse me, you dropped this. I need a beer plus a hundred thousand other situations. Good. Someone studied over the weekend. And what do we say here at the School of Ope? When, when in doubt, open it out. out. Just a little refresher from last week. The origin Midwestern United States pronunciation. I know you had trouble with it last week, but we'll start here. I practiced though. You did? Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah, let's take the training wheels off. Okay. Oh. Oh. There you go. I like that. How about type of word? What do you mean by type of word? Uh, Noun, adjective, verb. Yes. Yep, exactly. We've all heard I before E except after C. Here at the School of Hope, we go O before sorry except after G's. So instead of saying G's, oh, sorry, it would be G's, sorry, oh. Exactly. Everything here that the light touches is where we say, oh. Wow. This word has caught on a bit. According to my resources online, its origin is in Utah, and Utah has a lot of mountains, and therefore they have lots of skiing and snowboarding, so I think that this is where the word comes from. The word is biffed. If you fall down or you trip, and it's quite catastrophic, meaning it's a very big fall, let's say you were skiing, we can say you really biffed. I wanted to use it again in flight. 
And that's when Bob totally biffed it, falling off the capsule and smacking against the boosters before landing flat on his face on the ground. She totally biffed, and now <clears throat> she's in very much pain. I'm in a lot of pain. Like, I cannot walk. Like, it feels... I can't even move it. He's freaking biffed it hard, but I dodged a car. Nice. Yeah. I survived a car accident the other day. Whoa. It's a bad one on my street. If someone does something really embarrassing, let's say they ask a girl out on a date and she says, no way, you could say, wow, you really biffed that one. So biffed can mean a fall or something really embarrassing. And in the United Kingdom, to biff someone means to strike them, but we do not use the word like this at all in the United States. I personally use this word biff to say I messed up. Like I really biffed that question. That means I just messed it up and I said the wrong answer. There are very specific words for this right here. I personally call this a water fountain, or else I'm going to get a drink from the fountain. But certain states in the United States say bubbler, which sounds very funny to me. Apparently, the origin of this term bubbler is Rhode Island, but some people in the United States just say drinking fountain or again, water fountain. What do you call this thing right here? Now again, going back to the way that I say things, if I want one of these, I say, could I have a pop, please? Other parts of the United States say soda. I would say that's probably the more popular thing to call a Coca-Cola or a Sprite or a Pepsi. But in the Midwest of the United States, we always say pop. This is slang because originally this drink was called a soda pop. Some parts of the United States say soda, but the middle of the United States says pop. Apparently, if you're in Kentucky, according to people I know, and according to online resources, nobody calls this soda or pop, no matter what type of bubbly carbonated drink it is, people will ask for a Coke. And they don't always mean a Coca-Cola. Apparently, they call all types of sodas a Coke in Kentucky. I hope that you enjoyed this list of English slang words. Remember, the United States is very diverse. So if you're learning American English, you need to study all of the state's different dialects and all of their words because we don't all speak the same, just like any country in the world. Which of these words was your favorite from today's list? Comment below. Thank you guys so much for watching. I'll see you guys in the next lesson. Goodbye.